0: Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit gutterhelmetindy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetindy.com.
1: Good morning. It is Wednesday, October 11th. It's five minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Let's talk about what's going on with this latest Rasmussen poll. In it, it says more than half of all voters, including 80% of Republicans, now say they're gonna vote for Donald Trump.
0: Okay, so question for you, Casey. Yeah. Do you actually believe the results of this poll? You know, there's always polls that are outliers, mm-hmm. whatever. Do you actually do when you up uh, the Right now, if somebody said more than 50% of the country intends to vote for Donald Trump, your initial gut reaction to that
1: is? It's probably close because I saw another poll that would legitimize that, and this is an interactive poll out of Michigan, swing state, and it has Donald Trump leading 42 to Biden 35. So while it may not be this big— I do believe that, yes, he's probably in the lead.
0: Okay, so according to the poll, 53% of likely voters say they're uh, going to vote for him. 38% say very likely. Mm-hmm. Uh, 43 who are unlikely to vote. So, uh, how, look, Rasmussen is not some fringe polling group. They're very prominent. They've been at it for a long time, according to them. 30% of Democrats say they're somewhat or very likely to vote for Trump. Mm-hmm. So my question on the follow-up is, if you take the poll on its face, have things simply gotten so bad in the country where people just say, it doesn't matter the baggage the other guy comes with? It's anybody but Joe Biden at this point?
1: I I feel like it's almost like what's going on here in Indy. Anybody but Biden? Anybody but Hogsett? But yet...
0: Abdul's poll shows, if you mm-hmm. believe that, and we'll get to Abdul. Actually, we got into this a little bit on State House happenings, and maybe when Abdul's with us later, there is a, allegedly another poll out that shows Hogsett winning by a comfortable margin. Mm-hmm. It's not translating here in terms of people being ready to be done with Joe Hogsett.
1: Oh, maybe that's just my own personal. Opinion. Well, but right. <laughs> well, look,
0: Jefferson Tree was a horrible, horrible candidate. <laughs> but Trump has high negatives as well. Mm-hmm. So if you take this. If it is to be believed and the poll is is accurate, and again, Rasmussen's been around a long time. They're not a fringe organization. Why? is What has Trump done or is it all Biden? It, at this point, it ha, I, I lean towards it's all Biden. What is Trump doing mm. that you would say, wow, he's really changing hearts and minds. Trump isn't doing anything different. It has to be the condition of the country.
1: Condition of the country. And I will say one thing to you, mugshot. Because according to this Rasmussen poll, 50% of black voters are switching to Donald Trump. <laughs> so, and that's a historically Democrat voter, and now they're going to switch over to Donald Trump, right? There's
0: no way Trump's getting 50% of the. See, this is why I call this whole poll into mm-hmm. question. There's no way Donald Trump, even I, I'm not doubting Trump, and he clearly did in 2020 made inroads in in the black community. He did better than any. Previous Republican candidate, I think, since Reagan had done, but there's no way he's getting 50% of the black vote, is there?
1: Well, according to the Strass Well, I know, but that's what I'm saying. This is why I'm I'm like, I'm,
0: I'm not calling bull crap on the whole thing, but I guess maybe I am because. Look, if Trump gets thirty percent of the black vote, mm-hmm. he probably wins the election. I think he got twenty last time. If he gets thirty, he probably wins the election, and that's certainly doable. And if you if it said thirty, I just don't see half of black voters in this country voting for Donald Trump.
1: Well, this interactive poll that is based out of Michigan says that twenty percent are still considering someone else.
0: So this is the Kennedy factor, right? Mm-hmm. How much does ro- someone like Robert F. Kennedy Jr. move the needle? If you're a person. Who hates the condition of the country, but you look at Trump, and for whatever reason you say I can't vote for Donald Trump, then is Kennedy your option? And uh, but what does Kennedy give you? Is Kennedy seen as a throwaway vote? Are people going to do the same thing they often do, you know, in like third? We've seen it in multiple elections now in this state with libertarians, where people go, "I've had enough of the Republicans." If only there were another option. Well, there is one. Well, I can't throw my vote away. So I I don't know. I just, it's an interesting poll. I just refuse to believe that 50% of black voters are going to vote for Donald Trump.
1: Well, I think the reason I keep going back to this interactive poll that is based out of Michigan is when they consider, which is a state which has flipped back and forth many times, red, blue, red, blue. They asked about job approval. And Whitmer, Gretchen Whitmer, she did fairly well. She had a positive 16. They asked about Joe Biden and he was a negative 27. Well, who so knows? So, this is a blue ish, purplish state that is happy with their governor, yet not happy with the president. And that state has Donald Trump well, winning a general.
0: So, it will be interesting. And the polls like this really suck the life out of if you're DeSantis or you're Nikki Haley or whoever, and your argument is Trump can't win in a general election it really sucks the life out of that narrative. Because clearly, if you take this poll on its face, mm-hmm. then not only can he, he is, he's winning He's winning quite easily.
1: The other interesting thing about the Rasmussen poll was that uh, people said they didn't care who Donald Trump picks as a running mate.
0: Yeah, that, I mean, that's, I think, in the modern. Does that era. matter to yeah, people? Yeah, there was a time, like, okay, let's say, certainly Kennedy with Johnson in 64, Johnson delivered Texas. That's probably the last time it's, it's mattered. I mean, let's roll through just real quick here. Certainly let's just take the past 40 years. So Reagan had Bush. Reagan had a 49 state landslide. Didn't matter. Uh, Mm -hmm. Clinton had Gore. They were both from the South. Didn't matter. Bush picked Cheney, who was from a a West, a small West state that's Republican. Didn't matter. Uh, Obama picked Biden. Biden didn't give him a state. I think Biden was picked to, like, reassure traditional Democrats, hey, this guy is not this radical maniac people are reporting him to be. Uh, didn't do any good. Trump picked Pence. Indiana's a red—no. So, I mean, it hasn't mattered. <laughs> so, it,
1: no. The answer is no. I mean, doesn't it doesn't matter. I just I think
0: there was a time where maybe a state, somebody could give you a state. I just think the country's so polarized now mm-hmm. that it's like, pick a pick a team. This guy in the middle who's the number two, it ain't going to matter. Do you
1: think Kamala Harris delivered California? <laughs> Now we know why she was picked. That was a completely different reason. Uh, you want to talk about this tweet that was sent out? BLM groups labeling Hamas terrorism as self-defense?
0: Yeah, okay, so...
1: Um, claiming there are parallels between black Americans and the Palestinians.
0: This tweet is everything that we have been saying about BLM for three years, three and a half years on this radio show. And... That is BLM is a Marxist, communist, far radical left group of people. They're not interested in helping black people. They are using black people to uh, further their lunatic agenda, which is they want to see the country burned to the ground and rebuilt in a different image, an image that they like, and an image that is not a fan of you. Uh, it It has never been about helping black people. Where are all the black people who have been helped by BLM? There have been... Hundreds of millions of dollars flow into BLM, and other than the upper echelon, the Patrice Colors of the world,
1: right? Who's who, getting multiple houses?
0: You, you, where are all the black people who have been helped? Mm-hmm. And we were saying this at the time, and we were called all the iss at the time, and we were 100% right. If you want to help black people, BLM is not the way to go. So, this is not very well known, it is now after this tweet. When Hamas attacked Israel, part of what they did. Is they some of these terrorists paraglided into various areas to begin assassinating mm-hmm. and murdering innocent Israelis, Americans, et cetera. And BLM tweeted out, this is BLM Chicago, tweeted out a uh photo. It is a black silhouette, mm-hmm. it is a person paragliding, it has a Palestinian flag coming out of the parachute. And it says, I stand with Palestine. Mm -hmm. And then the tweet is, that is all, that is it. So Black Lives Matter Chicago Mm -hmm. is cheerleading what, what Hamas did in Israel. And they are confirming what we have told you on this program for three years about what this organization is who they are, and what they represent.
1: So other groups are also receiving backlash over this, uh, very similar pro-Palestinian statements, including those 31 Harvard University students who all signed that statement blaming Israel for atrocities. And it got so bad that now the school has removed their names from that list. Um, In protection of the students.
0: Well, look, I mean, again, we talked about this. The core constituency now, the base of the Democrat Party is the BLM groups and their offshoots. The college campus radical maniac people and these people who are the environmental lunatic people who agree with the squad. And these people are all showing you, I mean, almost to a person, the squad group, the BLM. And the college radical people are showing you who they are because almost in unison with the squad group, they're refusing to denounce Hamas. They're refusing to you know, come out in support of Israel. They're trying to say nothing. You've got Ilhan Omar sprinting from reporters to avoid answering questions. You've got BLM Chicago coming out, putting something out like this in lockstep. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they are doing the par- the paraglider guy in the silhouette That is beyond disgusting. And then you've got the college campus radical people who are, as you said, in lockstep with Palestine. This is the Democrat Party. This is the base of the Democrat Party. They are the influencers. They are the movers. They are the people who drive the agenda of the Democrat Party. And they are telling you, we are pro-Hamas. We are anti-Israel.
1: Well, things should get interesting here on The Circle later this week because Black Lives Matter Indianapolis hosting a rally in support of Hamas on Monument Circle, oh. 5.30 on Thursday. How
0: exciting. Well, that's too bad I won't be here for that. Uh, but Hammer and Nigel can give us a full uh, a play-by-play. Play play. Play. Yeah. All right, Casey. Yeah. When we come back, mm-hmm. I have an update yes. on a long-standing story on this show. Yes. Uh, I have an update on the uh, car insurance company mm-hmm. and the, the debt collector. And I called the debt collector yesterday. And got a. Uh, I have a very, very important update for everybody on this uh, very the continuing,
1: saga. story that our audience <laughs> has been captivated by. Okay, it's Kendall and Casey on ninety-three WIBC.
2: Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips.
1: minutes after 10, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.
0: All right, so we have an update on a long-standing story that has captivated our audience here. Uh, By the way, uh, Mm -hmm. I did get confirmation yesterday, Casey. Yeah. You know, people have challenged me on, you know, I say this very powerful radio station that you can hear from Illinois to Ohio and all points in between. Mm -hmm. Somebody who shall remain nameless uh, did text me yesterday and they said we are on Mm I-70, we have Crossed the Illinois border, and we are still hearing you. So they can indeed confirm. Yeah. on the Illinois side,
1: it is all you, points you, you, in between. You can
0: get us all the way to to Illinois. So I wanted to check that box. Um, so from Illinois, to Ohio, and all points in between, uh, our audience has been captivated over this long-standing. Um, feud I'm having with my now delightfully former Former. (laughs) car insurance company, mainly because of the ridiculous behavior of the insurance agent. And so I told this story where this guy had basically a year before admitted to me, my wife, girlfriend at the time, observed the conversation that he was having a midlife crisis meltdown. I think Mm -hmm. he said he was getting like a sleeve tattoo or something, and I'm Mm -hmm. sitting here going oh my gosh, like this guy is in charge of my stuff. Mm-hmm. And so certainly with a, an expectant child on the way and now a wife, I decided um, I need to know exactly what, because, you know, most people with their insurance, you know, you trust your insurance mm-hmm. agent, you know them and you're like, whatever Fred or Steve or whatever your Just name give me is. A good rate. Whatever you tell me I need, that's what we're going to need. And I thought, yeah. I've got to find out exactly what I have, Casey, and- uh, I need to know this so that I can make informed decisions for my wife and my soon-to-be-birth child. And so I realized the stuff was coming due, so I'm trying to get a hold of this guy. Uh, I'm having trouble getting a hold of him. When I was able to get a hold of him, it was this bizarre conversation where he sounded like he had just ar- arisen like out of a fairy tale from a nine-year nine nap, mm-hmm. then multiple times... It was like the conversation was getting blown off. I couldn't see him in person, which was super weird. And so finally, I just said, look, I can't. This thing is getting ready to renew. I absolutely cannot have this. I've got to cancel the policy. Yeah. Homeowner's insurance was fine. They were very polite and respectful. We're sorry you had this. Here's your check. Have a nice life. Great. The car insurance people decided to charge me a cancellation fee Mm -hmm. Because I canceled my car insurance four days early, Casey. And the fee that they charged me was more than what I was owed back, and so therefore I got a bill for $12. (laughs) I responded by calling these people, telling them about the behavior of their insurance agent, and telling them, you can cut off my left toe. There's no way you're getting the $12 from me. And if you want to take me to court, I will gladly get up in front of a judge. I will pack the courtroom with a bunch of WIBC listeners and be more than happy to tell everybody about what went on here. And then a judge can tell me I owe the $12. I'm going to get my $12 worth of enjoyment out of you people. So sue me.
1: This is is your bankroll. This is what you're playing with. Well, so the
0: last thing that they had told me was, they said something like, and I forget what the word they used was, we're going to have an investigative agent or case agent or case manager. Someone will be in contact. We're going to assign that person. They'll be in contact with you. Well, then I get this bill from a debt collector saying I owe $12. They were serious. Well, we had put out to the audience, okay, what do I do now? What approach would the audience take? Well, it had come to light in the meantime, since I had called the insurance company... And I had gotten this debt, this uh, bill from the debt collector. Mm -hmm. This guy had been arrested, according to the various state websites, on multiple occasions for a variety of highly egregious offenses. No joke. He really was going
1: through a midlife crisis. So
0: that's why I was just floored when I got the bill, because I found out the guy got arrested. I thought, okay, they're finding out this car insurance company. This guy was not bullcrapping Mm us. They probably heard from multiple people. They're just erasing, you know, whatever. So I get I get this bill from the debt collector. So we had taken audience input. I'd actually even gotten an email from this guy's I guess it's now his ex-wife saying, "Look, everybody knows what fill in the blank did. Uh-huh. Uh we are very embarrassed, but I have kids that are still in the community. Please do not out this guy Don't because it will embarrass my man. kids." So I thought, "Okay, I've processed all this information. <laughs> my goal is going to be to resolve this, yeah. but I am not paying the $12." Right. So Yesterday, Casey, yeah. I called the debt collector, Okay. and this poor lady, I told her, I said, look, I'm going to tell you this story, <laughs> and then I'm going to ask you what you think I should do next. And I proceed to tell her in a longer form than what we're doing here, because we're bound by having to take commercial breaks, et cetera, the story. It's probably a five-minute just straight yeah. through. I tried to do it as fast as I could. Silence on the other end of the yeah. phone. I don't know. It seemed like 20 seconds of silence. And then finally she goes, okay, (laughs) I'm going to note that you are disputing this debt. And I would advise you call the insurance company and tell them this story. And I said, okay, so we are stopping the process here. Mm -hmm. You're now going to notify the insurance company Mm -hmm. and you're advising me to call the insurance company as well and tell them a similar story. Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. So maybe today. Yeah. I'm going to call the insurance company. Give them the story. And remind them. Yeah. Of We had this conversation before, and do you know you have somebody out representing your company? Because if you go to this guy's office, it's my understanding there is still a note on the wall telling you to call him. You can't see him in person, Mm -hmm. which would assume, unless this has changed in the very recent, he is still out representing these companies. Do you know you have someone representing you who has been arrested for for multiple things?
1: Okay, So what do you think is going to happen? Like Uh, they're going to stop. The debt collector is going to stop calling you.
0: Well, I don't know. So the debt collector told me they now inform the, in this case, the insurance company. This person has filed a dispute mm that the the debt, the insurance company has to then respond to my dispute. Casey, this is over $12. (laughs) Now I am doing this on principle. Then the, the you're insurance doing com- it for entertainment. The insurance company has already mm-hmm. already wasted way more than twelve dollars sure. in personnel time, yeah. and bill and sending me the letter yeah. l- telling me that I owe the money from the debt collector. I'm going to see this through to the end because all I've got to lose is twelve dollars, sure. and I will gladly mm-hmm. fill a courtroom with people and get in front of a judge and tell the whole story and name the names.
1: They can't even get a lawyer there. I mean, it would cost the lawyer more in parking. <laughs> to show up for any of this. Yeah,
0: and look, I deal in cash. That's so what it could harm your credit. I'll gladly take the ding <laughs> on my credit if a judge says that I am guilty of non-payment and should have paid because this lunatic Yeah. is out representing companies and I'll I've decided I'm not going to give the guy's name yet. I'm not going to name the insurance company's name yet, but if they, now that I know the process, Casey, this is what I've decided. Mm -hmm. Now that I know the process and the debt collectors informed me that I did it properly, I made the phone call, she's acknowledged it, et cetera, and I'm going to take the step and call the insurance company and let them know, If they indeed to to continue to decide to pursue it, I will absolutely name the guy and the insurance company. I am doing everything in my power to avoid embarrassing anyone. Yeah, But he is at fault. Mm -hmm. He is still out representing. And this is my biggest thing. Yeah, There are other people who probably don't know this has gone on and are still being represented by this guy. If he wants to pay my $12 and be done with it... I'll let it go. But I am not paying this
1: $12. It doesn't sound like maybe he doesn't even have the $12. Well document, no. document everything. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Type it up with dates, yeah. who you spoke to, yeah. document it. Yeah. That way you've got it all. Absolutely. Okay. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 W I B C.
0: It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at
3: 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine.
1: The phone number, 317-684-8444. It is time for your voicemails with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So the first call we have, uh, somebody wanted to comment about uh, Carrie Lake, her announcement that she's running for senator in Arizona.
2: I just saw that Carrie Lake has announced another doomed campaign for public
0: office in order to hand uh, another doomed campaign because she didn't win the last
3: time, she, and now she's running for U.S. Senate, but shouldn't she finish her term if she's the rightful governor of Arizona?
1: <laughs> well, because is, did they ever settle that court case? I know uh, she, she
0: is not the governor of Arizona. Correct. Look, here is my thing with these people, and I we talk about it here all the time, so we're going to talk about it there. I call them office hoppers. Now, she is not a successful office hopper. She is attempting to be an office hopper. Mm-hmm. And it is the – going into public service should be I see this opening or this election is coming up. I have skills A, B, and C, mm-hmm. and it would apply to this office because of D, E, and F. And I'm going to go for this office because I would be good at it based on my life experience. I'm going to do this thing to the best of my ability, and then I'm going to move on with my life. But people like whether it's Kerry Lake or Todd Rokita or Aaron Houchin here, they just hop from one office to the next. I mean, think about, think about let's use the uh, just men's a member intellectual mega giant that's our secretary of state, Diego Morales. He wanted to be Secretary of State in twenty what was that, twenty eighteen, realizes I'm not going to beat Connie Lawson, so he quits, then decides I'm gonna run for Congress, gets his ass handed to him, then realizes, oh, people don't like Holly Sullivan because she was appointed by Holgum, so there's an opportunity there, so I'll run for that. It's it, they hop, like mm-hmm. they just Aaron Houchin mm-hmm. runs for Congress, loses, runs for state senate wins, quits the middle of session, runs for Congress again. Todd Rokita, Secretary of State, Congress loses Senate. Now attorney general like You guys aren't good at any of these things, and yet you keep moving from one to the next like you're good at all of them. This is why our country's in the shape it's in. Professional politicians or people who want to be professional politicians who avoid working a real job like the plague.
1: Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if Trump has endorsed this run. I know he endorsed when she ran for governor. I haven't seen if he has endorsed her for senator yet. 1038, and it's Kendall and Casey. Let's see, another phone call we got was uh, somebody saying that politicians— need to reference this section of the Bible right now.
3: Hi, Kendall and Casey, have
1: your show? I listen to it every day. I just wonder if all these politicians have ever opened
3: the book to Matthew 23, I would have a challenge for them to do so, but I'm guessing 95% of them would be too scared to do so
2: they might see something that is not good because that is what they do lord help us all you guys keep up the good work
0: Okay, so Matthew 23 Mm -hmm. deals with hypocrisy, Mm -hmm. and it's Jesus talking to his disciples, and uh, I'll just read a little bit of it. Um, Now, this is the NIV version. People have various translations, so if you would like to turn to Matthew 23 and play along. Uh, I actually thought this this lady's call was pretty good. Are we ready? Mm -hmm. All right. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, quote, The teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. So you must be careful to do everything they tell you, but do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. They tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them.
1: So it's a warning is what it is.
0: Well, these politicians Mm -hmm. are completely hypocritical. They are disingenuous. And gosh darn it, that lady, I love her phone call because we got to read from the Bible today, Casey.
1: Okay, uh, moving on to another phone call. Somebody wanted to call and say that we're carrying Donald Trump's water and he's talking about uh, this. Everything that's going on in Israel is because of Donald Trump.
3: You guys really take cake. You're so interested in carrying Donald Trump's water that you're going to blame the fact that we cannot respond legally to the Iranian to the Hamas attack by saying it's Biden's fault and completely ignore that the government shutdown caused by the Republicans at Donald Trump's behest is probably the root cause of this, because Hamas knew that with the government shut down by the Republicans, at Donald Trump's request, what, what? we couldn't respond adequately. So Okay, we've yeah, given this more on uh, enough airtime.
0: Uh, yeah. uh, Casey, when did the government shut down last?
1: <laughs> it did. That's it, exactly. That's what I thought when I first heard the phone call. The last time the government shut down was in 2019. Right. So... He's talking about the ousting of Kevin McCarthy as speaker. He's confusing that with government shutdown. But I will say, I don't think it has anything to do with that. I think one of the real reasons that Hamas chose this time is because they knew that Israel and Saudi Arabia were about to have talks and they were going to be left out in the cold. So they thought now or never.
0: I have asked this question many times and I don't, I still have never been given a clear answer on this. Why would you subject yourself on a daily basis to something or someone you hate? If
1: you disagree with us, why are you listening? Like, we get this all the
0: time. like These people who just loathe our very existence, and yet they just sit around and listen. We are not the government. You are not forced to engage with us. You are not forced to interact with us. And yet this very informed, clearly incredibly well-read individual apparently spends much of his day subjecting himself to someone he really doesn't like
1: okay let's end on more positive note oh. from somebody who actually agrees with you and oh. what you say oh, and i would also like to add a side note that this is a veteran so we thank you for your service
3: hey Robert case this is indiana joe down in texas uh i'm gonna say something that i struggle getting these words out rob you're exactly right uh, Fifty years ago this month, I was sitting on a transport plane on a runway, getting ready to go support Israel against the invasion of all the Arab countries. And we ended up not going. What we did, we sent all of our war planes from the airbase I was at, sprayed over the markings and let Israeli pilots jump in. And somehow they managed to survive without us. All, like you said, all we got to do is support them and stay out of their way, and they will take care of what they need to take care of. Y'all have a great day. Bye. Yeah, there
0: there is no need for U.S. troops. There is no need for more money. All the U.S. simply has to do, and I, will bet, I, I bet they will do the exact opposite, is just say, we support you. We will back you up. Just keep blowing stuff up until you've decided they've had enough.
1: We've got Hammer who's going to join us next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.
2: Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love
1: And it's Kendall and KC on 93 WIBC. Hammer joins us in the studio from the number one
3: rated Hammer and Nigel program. Hello. Just a little uh, PSA, public service announcement yeah. for mm-hmm. anyone parking here at the uh, yeah, MS sucks. Communication Building sucks. downtown. The elevator <laughs> in the parking garage is not working. How do I know? Because I was stuck. So there's Did you climb that. four flights of stairs? No. So I walked up the ramp and around the side yeah. to the building and came up that way.
0: Like Jack Ruby. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, every time I have to do that because these elevators don't work well. It seems like more and more frequently I feel like Jack Ruby as I'm walking down the,
1: the <laughs> I noticed uh, a strong ramp. smell of chlorine this morning when I got in the elevator yeah. which means somebody did something in the elevator overnight that oh, they had to clean up. Can we talk about
0: something else here that I encountered this morning getting into the elevator? Now keep in mind this is supposed to be a secure parking garage. Mm-hmm. I go to get in the elevator and there's little like these little glass, it's a glass case of emotion you have to walk into to get right. into these elevators. <laughs> and there is just a random ass man mm. just sitting on the ground mm-hmm. next to the elevators. And How did just, he get in? He's just staring at me like, I'm like, dude.
1: See, that's the stuff that scares me. That it, makes me yes, not feel safe.
0: It's like, what 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 is my next step here? Do yeah. Thankfully, the elevator quickly opened yeah. and I was able to get in. But the whole time I'm getting in the elevator because it takes mm. forever for that door to close. What? What if this yeah. guy? Mm. Are we
1: throwing down here? He was up to nefarious activity. How is
0: that even a possible? That that this is a supposedly secure parking garage, and there are just random ass people camping out next to our elevators, mm-hmm. and then the elevators don't work.
3: Mm. Yeah, I I encounter numerous bums throughout the day. And that's fine. I, I, I'm used to that down here. But when the elevators aren't working, like so I have to make that decision. How long do I wait yeah. before I start looking stupid? Do I miss this segment? Do I call someone? Or do I just say, screw it, and I run up the ramp around the side of the building and hop on another way to get in the building?
0: Yeah, you rubied it. Good move. Thank you. Thank uh, you. you see what Casey's wearing today?
3: She's got the I Hate Rob Kendall t-shirt on. Yeah. Yes. And you I know, like how the Rob is right there with your rack. Well, you know what? That's why I didn't wear the I love Rob Kendall because it was a little tighter.
1: Oh, and, wear hello. that tomorrow. Oh, yeah, wear that tomorrow, eh? Wear that tomorrow. Okay, okay. Give the people
0: what they want. <laughs> I mean, I love. She's like, uh, my boobs might be uh, protruding in this shirt. Nobody would want that. It was no, a little snug.
3: This so... male target demo audience mm-hmm. hates attractive women with large chests. Yeah.
0: Uh, it looks very nice. Thank you. Um, you're
1: you're doing a good thing, though, with it.
0: Yes, I am giving all of my portion of the proceeds um, to Project Rescue, which yeah. goes to fight human trafficking across the, the globe. So uh, And that's
3: awesome, because like people would think, well, where's Hammer's money? I gave my money to you. Yeah, this, exactly. So I'm not making anything. Yeah,
0: exactly. So uh, really, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Most of this goes to the cost of the shirt and the shipping. Which so, we cover. Yeah, exactly. It's part of when you buy the shirt. The
3: delivery time takes a little while. It's a store that we created. So, you know, people have said, I ordered my shirt two weeks ago. Where is it? It's taking about a month right now to kind yeah. of get things rolling. We're working on that. I was very excited when I got it in the mail last
0: Yeah, and so nobody's night. getting rich off yeah. this. I, and, and so just so everybody is clear, and I've said this before, but I will repeat how this is going to work. Life Church is the one who at the end of every year, they give a huge amount of money. They fundraise all year. And then they give that money at the end of the year to Project Rescue. So technically, my check will go to Life Church. It is dedicated and delegated to go to Project Rescue, and it is, becomes a part of the big check that they write at the end of the year.
3: So you're not as horrible as people think.
0: No, this is and this is the thing. I've told this story before. When I first met my wife, she was an uh, she was a corporate intern here at what the time was MS Communications, mm-hmm. and the the well-fed fella had kind of a meltdown who was our it guy on this floor and left you you may remember that yes i remember that and so they sent my wife down here to man the to man the fort when the uh the guy had the meltdown and that's how i met her and so she went back up to reported back to seventh floor and they said how to go down there and she goes well you know i've kind of started dating someone and they said who and she said rob kendall and they're like He's crazy. <laughs> you run. You, you, you run. She's like, No, he's like the nicest guy ever. They're like, No, he's insane. Isn't that a badge of honor that, like, the people
3: in the executive wing on a floor that features myself, <laughs> Nigel, and Tony Katz, mm-hmm. you're the crazy
0: one? Yeah. They were very concerned. I think they took her to lunch and all sorts of things. And she's like, no. It was an
1: intervention. She's like, right, exactly. He's really, really, really the
0: nicest guy I've ever been with.
1: <laughs> You're letting it out. You're going to letting your secrets out. Uh, But uh, we play a
0: part and we play it well. But uh, anyway, somebody who's uh, playing a part of a terrible mayor is Joe Hogsett. Oh, yeah. We were talking about these ads that are that are Shreve is now running Mm -hmm. against him.
3: I love this one ad, I am responsible. And they keep playing Mm -hmm. it over and over, and they Mm -hmm. show the video clips with the statistics of all the things that have gone to hell in a handbasket here in Indy. That is a fantastic ad. That is a very good political ad, and that is what Jefferson Shreve should have been running for the first two to three months of this campaign instead of going after law-abiding gun owners. Uh, If that were the ad— I'm telling you right now, crazy plain lady, yep. I am telling you right now, <laughs> the gap in the mayor's race would be very small, yeah. very small. Because there are even Democrats who look at Joe Hogsett and say— This guy's a loser. I mean, he went missing. He's got a fat lip. It sounds like he might have some issues with some substance. This guy's a loser, but this other guy thinks he's awesome. So why would I vote for him? To tell you how big of a deal this is, on my way into work this morning, I
1: saw an Indigo bus, and it drove by. And on the side was a banner for Wish TV, and they're promoting the debate that they have coming up. So that's how important this is for the
3: city. And this is going to be the one that I think is the most watched debate, yeah. mm-hmm. because the one that took place this past Sunday, I think, was an online deal only, and it was specific just for the black community needs in Indianapolis, very specific. Yeah, and
0: our man Sanchez is going to be one of the moderators, and I know Phil Sanchez, in addition to being the most beautiful man in all of Indianapolis media, he's uh, he's a rock solid journalist, he will ask, I have the utmost confidence, he will ask <laughs> Hogsett where he was during the riots. Mm-hmm. Do we believe in Phil? I
3: believe believe in Phil. in Phil? Yeah. Phil, we believe eyebrows, in you. How can you not yeah, believe in Phil? We believe in you, Phil. Let's go. What's <laughs> coming up this afternoon? Uh, this may shock you. I want everybody to make sure you're sitting down. Yeah. Nigel's out. What? <laughs> what? Nigel's on vacation. So uh, Indy Spanglish, the hey! chair bear. And nice. Jerry's in, and we're going to have a good nice. time. Good deal.
1: Thank you, Hammer. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.